hello there. Thank you for joining us again on The Basic and The Brain. For those of you who may have missed us the last few weeks, we're Alina and Maddie, aka The Basic and The Brain, and we're here to bring Botox and Bravo to the fucking table for your next dinner party. Yeah, I mean, think of it as us bringing basic bitch topics into the intellectual sphere. So grab yourself a glass of wine, or White Claw, or whatever hard seltzer, alcoholic drink of preference, (laughs) and join us for this week's episode. Another day on this little blue dot. Another day, another dollar. Capitalism, no! <laughs> um, well, well, it is um, another week. Can you believe it? And we've got some. Let's say it's been an interesting week in regards to deadlines. Where there hasn't been like a lot, but the things that have mm-hmm. come through, I'm like, oh wow, lots of rage, lots of anger going on. Here yeah, I don't know. I feel like I. It's like, first of all, it's almost the holidays, which is absolutely crazy. We have like two and a half weeks, right? Two and a half weeks left in the year. And you would think that people would be happier and more joyful, but I feel like people are not having it. So, yeah. Which is so crazy. Usually like this time of year, I'm like with, you know, my mom on the weekends, we would like be binging Christmas movies, um, which I know is your fucking favorite. You love yourself a good Christmas movie, a good corny Hallmark Christmas movie. You I, don't like I, I don't like Hallmark movies. I know I don't like Hallmark movies. I like, you know, like Happiest Holiday, I think is one of them on Hulu. Or I watch the, you know, the corny shit on Netflix. I like those, like the Lindsay Lohan Christmas movie. But those the Hallmark are ones are just... No, no, like they're Hallmarky, but the actual Hallmark Channel Christmas movies are so low budget. I tried watching one the other day and I got nauseous because the camera work was, I'm not kidding. It was literally like on its side at one point. And I was like, oh my God, who hired this cameraman? It's so bad. So, but, but to, to your point, I haven't been watching many. Yeah, I watched like 20 the first week that they all came out and I haven't really watched one. I've been watching White Lotus. Maybe that's probably why. Just, you know, it's like maybe. Yeah. But I've been watching White Lotus. Um, Not my favorite. I. No, so I think from a production perspective, look at me, moves to LA, starts talking about production quality. Um, I think from like (gasps) a. No, honestly. (laughs) Like, I think, you know, the camera work is beautiful. Obviously, you know, the settings that they chose are really good, blah, 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 whatever. I think the music is amazing. But I, I don't. I feel like it's a lot of nothing until the last episode, and 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 nobody's likable. And I feel like the snippets that they show, you don't. There's no. There's very little character development. Let me ask you a question. Do you know half the characters' names? Because I promise you, you don't. Uh, so I watched season one. I haven't watched season two yet. Um, and I feel like it's just. A, I don't know the characters' names. I don't remember the characters' names. Exactly. I do remember the characters themselves. But you don't know their names. Um, Don't know their names. But I will say I enjoyed it as a source of entertainment. But what I'm not a fan of is like, what are you going to do in season two that's different than season one? Because it's literally the same formula, just copy paste. That's what I feel. Yeah, exactly. I feel like it's, 
I don't know. Everyone said that they liked season two better. Mark is obsessed. He is like watching all of the fan theories. He's like trying to figure out spoiler, not spoilers, but like what's going to happen at the end, who's going to die, blah, blah, blah. And he like, he's just constantly, can we watch it? Can we watch it? Can we watch it? And yeah, to your point, like I'm going to sit down and watch it, but I mean, I'm doing a hundred other things and I don't feel like I'm missing anything. However, the last episode I feel like will pick up really quickly, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, 100%. But. I am, um, it's so interesting because I feel like these types of shows are gaining popularity where it's like true crime, but mm-hmm. getting all of the context and background across all of the characters that are somehow involved. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was watching something on Amazon Prime Video and then this show decided to randomly play right after called The Resort, which is literally typically kind of somewhat the same thing as White Lotus, except you already know what the crime is in the beginning and you're literally watching Um, of like, basically it's a married couple. They go to a resort. The wife finds like a phone and then she realizes that there's been like a crime committed. And so she's trying to piece things together while they're on vacation as to like what happened. Um, And so you're kind of going back and forth. Um, it, it was interesting and I was like, oh, this is kind of playing on the same premise as White Lotus. And I think this show came out first before White Lotus, the first season. Uh, um, but I was like, I was like, why is this now becoming like a pop? It, it's, I feel like Hollywood does this where they grab a formula, it does well, and then they, it just becomes over. Yeah, for sure. That's how I feel about it. Well, anyway, on that note. <laughs> tonight is the season finale of season two. I'll let you know. I'll follow up. But on that note, shall we get into it? Yes, I'm so ready. So for listeners mm-hmm. new and old, this is our basic bitch quickie segment where we go over top headlines of the week, for our TikToks, et cetera, et cetera. And we give our quick top of mind thoughts. Um, so we have our articles for the week. Excited to get through them. Alina, do we have a timer set? Okay. We do, we do. Look at I'm ready. You. I'm so proud of you. I think we got to start filming in the morning because my brain is actually functional, a little more functional than it is at night. <laughs> Doing a little better. Um, but yeah, let's let's <laughs> let's do it. I'm ready. Awesome. Okay, so first headline is Taylor Swift is facing intense backlash after it was announced that she'll take part in an interview with an Oscar-winning director to discuss their experience of the trip. So for context, Variety magazine has announced their lineup for their directors on directors special for 2022. Uh, which for those of you who aren't familiar with this segment, essentially it's like when they bring in 12 directors, uh, typically those who've released something this year and they're paired up and they get to interview each other about their careers. They also have another segment called Actors on Actors where they do this. And I think that one's oh, yes. popular because it's, you know, people love their actors. Mm-hmm. Um, but essentially they kind of talk about their careers and um, people are really in an uproar because Taylor Swift has been nominated as a director for her All Is Well music video. And for those who are like, who cares? Why are people so upset about this? Well, just want to like preface that she will be in the company of people like James Cameron, who I'm sure you all know, Avatar, Titanic, like very, very big in the industry, Robert Rodriguez, Sarah Polly, and Francis Ford Coppola. So, you know, it's, uh, it's, I, I think people deservedly so have, have emotions about it. Uh, rumor has it that Taylor is looking to score, which is an Emmy, Grammy, Oscar, Tony, for those who don't know what an EGOT is, and that participating in this may yield her an Oscar nomination next month. <laughs> oh, well. uh, oh let's just God. say that filmmakers are less than enthused and that she's taking the opportunity away from real filmmakers who could use the platform to shine some light on her 
All right. Five minutes on the clock. Who wants to start? <laughs> I, I'm just going to preface this with like, you and I both are not fans of Taylor Swift. So we will most likely be very biased in our responses here. I, I am of the mindset that like, we shouldn't put people in boxes, right? Like if somebody wants to become an actor and they've been, you know, a singer most of their life, like I feel like they should be given the opportunity, especially if they want that and can grow those skills. However, I don't think that her music video is something that is Oscar worthy or like award winning worthy, number one. And number two, if you're going to be in the leagues of these big giants, I really, and this is supposed to be like a sort of an accolade within the industry. I don't think that she deserved it at all. Yeah. Like I'm not trying to stay in your lane. I'm just saying you're not. I don't think that you're at quite at the caliber to sit at the table with these folks, especially yeah. when there's so many more deserving folks within the industry who have been waiting for their time who do this day in and day out. Yeah, I completely agree. I mean, we all know, not a fan, <laughs> not a Swifty, can't stand her. I think she's annoying. I think if she was like, if she was a dog, I feel like she would be a Jack Russell Terrier because they're known for just being fucking yappy and she's yappy to me. I still don't understand why everybody thinks her songs sound different because they all sound the same. She's come out with a couple of bops. I'll give her that, but she's not the songwriter of our fucking generation and she's surely not a director. I just, I, I, I don't get it and I fully agree and we've all said, I've said this many times before. I think she's always the fucking victim and, and, you know, every, she wants to talk about my fans, my fans, but she doesn't actually, I don't think she ever actually thinks about other people. I think she's really narcissistic and maybe there's like kind of have to be a little bit, but yeah. I just, I, yeah, I feel like if she was, I feel like she could have said, you know what? No, I'm not going to take this opportunity from someone else. Like, thank you. Or fucking weasel yeah. your way into this program, maybe host it, maybe do something. But yeah. I just, I, Taylor to me, it feels like it's, everything is always about Taylor always about her. And I just don't ever think that she really considers the ramifications of some of the things that she does and like the people that she takes shit away from. So here's the thing, because I feel like some people may say that we're like bashing on women by saying this, but when she wins a Grammy or wins whatever, I'm like, okay, deservedly. So like she touches people with her music. Okay. A hundred percent. I would never take that away from her. But the point I think that we're trying to make is, is that there are people who've been doing this work their whole lives, directing, right? Mm-hmm. She does one music video and all of a sudden she's kind of given this platform or this accolade, but it's like, make that make sense to me. Yeah. Make that make sense to me. Um, so so it's calling her privileged. Yes. Which I mean, let's be real, right? Yeah. <laughs> I, and, and you know, we won't go down that path today, but um, on uh, to play devil's advocate though, I was thinking, ooh, I wonder if the mentality was, how do you get more eyeballs on something? You invite sure, a huge I, I also star. I feel like James Cameron is a huge star in of himself because of his, especially since Avatar, um, the, the the second movie that's coming out, I think this week or next. Yes. Um, like you have big names and you have big names. That kind of diminishes the director's um, scope to a degree right? or the industry itself or the, the, the role itself by, by being like, Oh, we need a pop star in order to make this segment more popular. Cause none of you are popular. Like, that's, you know what? I get it. I get it. But Maddie, not everybody is a film buff, right? Like 
not every, like, I'm not going to lie. Robert Rodriguez, Sarah Polly couldn't name what they've done, right? I know uh, Coppola, I know James Cameron. So what I'm saying is, right? Like indie stuff, yeah. But it'll like, it'll expand, I think, the viewership out of people who are super passionate about film. Yeah, but the whole segment, though, is directors and their experience. And you know, I don't know what the fuck she's going to talk about in the career and in that industry. And so I don't think that the people they're trying to cater to are swift fans. Like that's not a good point. Segment. Good point. I guess you're right. So, I don't know, but everything comes down to the dollar. Yeah. But if people I, I, I am with you though. The swift thing, they're not going to watch the rest of them. They shouldn't even bother having the segment. Right. Like that's the other thing too, is it's who's Fair. your actual audience. I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm again, just trying to play devil's advocate. You know that to your point, what is she going to say? She's going to talk about one 15 minute music video. That's her career as a director. I think that this was inappropriate. Again, I'm biased. So I'll stop there. Whoa. What timing? Um, Okay. Well, moving along. The next one is all you home girl. Okay. All right, so the next article is Britney Spears' husband revealed the reason that she chose she chooses not to attend public events anymore and responded to concerns over her Instagram posts. So I know we've talked about this in a couple of episodes recently because there's been a lot of speculation around what the hell is going on with Britney. She's always had a wild Instagram, but mm-hmm. I feel like shit, you know, has recently kind of hit the fan. Um, earlier this week, again, after a lot of speculation that something serious is going on with her, her... Um, her Instagram was mysteriously deactivated. This sent her fans into a damn spiral. Like there are so many different, Britney is not free. Where's Britney? Not even hashtags, but actual like fan pages that have spun up so that people can get some more visibility on the, on the issue or the concerns. Um, and it was especially concerning because it came right after those wild birthday posts about her children and Jamie Lynn. So her husband, Sam Asghari, he responded in a series of posts on Instagram and TikTok stating things like, I would never control someone that's been controlled for 13 plus years. And that Britney is taking a quote unquote break from social media after finding it quote unquote traumatizing. He accused her fans of making things more stressful on her by being overprotective. Um, and then he he finally came out and was like, because people are like, hey, where the hell is Britney? Nobody's seen her for months. Yeah. And uh, since her wedding back in June. So he also said, you know, Brittany chooses not to attend red carpet events due to wanting privacy. And I believe he said, you know, she's been doing this since she's eight years old. And by the way, she slayed every single one of those events she went to. So, yeah. I, I mean, oh, time, five minutes and go. Okay. Yeah, I, I think that there, I don't know. She, she, so she's back on Instagram, by the way. And she posted a bunch oh, of weird okay. shit. There was one, she's wearing like a red onesie and stuffing. There's a cake all over her. And I guess she was drunk and she's saying, I'm rounding out my birthday week, having a great time. She's, I guess she's back to posting weird ass shit. Hmm. I don't know. I'm, I'm like, maybe she really is just so fucked up in that. We know she's fucked up in that. Maybe she's like so fucked up in the head that she barely speaks English when she writes. Mm. I like. I'm curious as to what you think, but the one thing that I want to say is that during her, I think, final conservatorship hearing, when she was asking for it to be ended, she sounded pretty coherent. That's the one thing that I'm like, maybe it's not her. I wonder if she was on medication then, 
because she knew she had to be, and now she's just like, fuck it, I'm not taking the medication, I just want to be free, because I've had to... Um, but here's the thing, though, we don't know what her, why she was put under the conservatorship to begin with, right? Like, we don't know what the, whether it was mental illness, or what have hmm. you, that caused a judge to say yes to a conservatorship. My assumption is that it had to have been something big, Right. So we're all operating with very big concern for Brittany, yet we don't really know what she's suffering from. However, seeing what she had posted before, yeah. seeing what she had posted, I mean, hearing from you what she's posted since her, her Instagram has been reactivated, I just have a feeling that she's trying to find her place in a world that has changed so much since yeah. she was free. Um, and I also think being in a place where you've been told for a very long time that you have a mental illness and are forced into a conservatorship or in a situation where people have to care for you, tell us I'm having this freedom. I think she's kind of like figuring out where the boundaries are that she can navigate within. Right. Mm -hmm. So that's just the logical side of my brain. That's, that's viewing the situation and trying to figure out what's going on because I don't want to believe that, you know, people are evil and that because there's lo loads of wild conspiracy theories that are out there. It's actually talking to someone at work and she was <laughs> talking about, she's really into conspiracy theories and she's been going down the rabbit hole of the Britney Spears stuff. And apparently there are people who, and we've talked about this on the podcast before too, of, you know, Britney is potentially, people are saying that she's dead and that they have these clones or they'd be pretending to mm -hmm. be her, whatever it is. Um, I, my brain is going to, Sam is doing the best that he can and like in order to like protect her privacy, right. But also trying to defend himself of like, I'm not trying to take away her freedom in any way, shape or form. And I also think that, you know, if he was in a place of trying to control her, her Instagram would not be looking the way that it's looking like. So I really do think it's just the training wheels have been taken off and she's literally with her track, like bicycle trying to figure out like yeah. how to navigate. I think that's what it yeah. is. Yeah. I mean, I think, so I think a lot of that, sorry. I think a lot of that makes sense, but I just, I, I like Sam creeps me out. He really, really does. And I feel like a lot of it is just, how the fuck do you, how do you date someone for that long? That's in under a conservatorship. Do you know, like how, how do you, how do you do that? And why that's what makes, gives me a little bit of like the creeps with him. It's like, it's so fucking weird. You have to ask permission to take your girlfriend on a date. I don't know. He, he weirds me out. And I, to your point, I actually think she's the one that's posting certain things, mm -hmm. but I feel like shit is not copacetic in her world. Like, I feel like there's something sketchy going on, but I don't necessarily think mm. it's, not her posting because yeah, if, if Sam wanted everything to appear, you know, normal, he could probably write the captions in English. And I just don't even know how you think of that stuff. If you are a coherent human being, yeah. but yeah. I, I don't know. It's, it's fucking weird. Something, some, I think something shady is going on. I just have absolutely no idea what it is personally. I just, I think all of this is just kind of sad because we really wanted her to come out of this conservatorship and just get back to a life that she wants. And I think mm -hmm. a lot of us are struggling with the fact that the life that she's currently living is one that we're all very confused by and yeah. isn't quote unquote normal or societally not acceptable, but like mm -hmm. considered a social norm of living. And so I think a lot of us are just like, what the fuck is really going on? 
Um, but once again, we also are operating without the knowledge of what she's currently suffering from. So true. You know. Well, well said, Maddie. For once, you're not the conspiracy theorist. Okay. I mean, we kind of go back and forth about conspiracy (laughs) theories, you and I. Moving right along. And by the Um, way, before we get started, do we think we need five minutes for this? um, I think we could do it in three. That's what I was going to say. Okay, cool. Okay. So this one. (laughs) Anyway. Kanye West shares a first song since anti-Semitic interviews and social posts. Now, we all know Kanye has been in the news for all the wrong fucking reasons lately. Oh, God. All. Um, there have been so many anti-Semitic comments and behaviors um, that have even caused Elon Musk, which we all know is a big proponent of free speech uh, due to his, you know, expansion into to, to purchasing Twitter and whatnot. Uh, basically, he has essentially blocked him off from Twitter. Uh, we won't rehash all the crazy shit he said and done over the past three months. So please, by all means, go check out our last uh, BBQ on the matter. Uh, but he's just released a new song called Someday We'll All Be Free. Um, and mind you, originally, I think he released it on Instagram and then Instagram, I think, took it down. And it's been posted on various forms of other social media lately. Um, and it basically addresses his strained relationship with Kim, the tweet that got him canceled, uh, et cetera, et cetera. And a line from the song is tweeted death con. Now we pass three. Okay. And go. So three minutes. I am not going to lie. I listened to the song, but that is because TikTok, essentially everyone was posting the song and I think everyone is on the same page of like, we are all in quite an abusive relationship with Kanye because, <laughs> you know, he does these awful fucking things and we're all like, we're done with you. <laughs> and you're like, dear God, forgive me, please, for listening to this song and jamming to it. <laughs> oh. So I haven't heard it. Oh, I haven't heard it. It's it's good. He's just so okay. Such a production genius. I can't fault him for that. But at the same time, I don't know if I can separate the art from the artist. Now, you know what I mean? Like, I I don't know. It's this one's a tough one. I yeah. I was just gonna say there there are like claims that R. Kelly just released a song called I Admit It from prison. He's saying he didn't do it and that somebody's trying to frame him. But, I mean, he's been sentenced anyway. Um, But my question is, right, like, can you separate the art from the artist there? And, like, I don't know. I I feel like there's no, like, sweeping approach or sweeping answer to this. Yeah. But it is, like, so wild to me how Kanye can – I feel like he gets away with so much more than 99% of anyone, like population, artists. And it's just like, what else is he going to do? And I don't know. I haven't listened to it again. I don't know if I will. It's just crazy to me that that we've gotten to a point right now where People are, you know, of course, condemning him. And then the song comes out and it's like, Kanye, are you fucking with us? Like, it's almost as if he's testing the waters to see exactly. how many people will still love him and still listen to his music, no matter how wild and outlandish the shit he says is. 
No, I totally agree. I feel I feel like it's like it's it's him testing the waters of like his narcissism. Yeah. Or testing the waters fueling his narcissism. Sorry, that's what I was trying to say. Like I feel like and he gets he definitely gets such enjoyment. This is like A B testing. Oh my god, you fucking nerd. (laughs) So I've done all this crazy shit and I'm gonna release this sauna. Let's see like how society is taking it. Like what? Yeah. Yeah. I do um, Yeah. I feel like there hasn't been that much like outrage about it yet well, like I, I haven't heard like, hmm? I feel like not many outlets have posted articles like this song. that that's what I'm saying there hasn't been like the outrage yet about it obviously no. I imagine people are very distraught but it hasn't been as like alert just alert to, I think just to like end on on on, on sort of a, cons- a, a synthesized note is I don't think people want to give him an additional platform by showcasing the good thing. Not good things, but you know what I mean? Like his art is giving a platform for mm-hmm. his art. But what's interesting is that people are giving a platform for his hate, which is like really wild to me. Like how did we True. get here? Um, and so I think that's part, partially part of the reason. It's like we love giving the limelight to Kanye when he says something that's crazy um, and we can all make him a villain. And yet, you know, when it comes to him coming out with a piece of art or whatever it is, like we're not giving that any time of day. And I think the only reason I knew about the song coming out was because of TikTok, because people were spreading it around. Mm-hmm. What was it? Yeah, I think I saw it on, you know, one of the news rags at some point. But um, yeah, I guess that makes sense. But we got to move on. We got to move on. Yeah, we got to move on. Got to move on. Uh-huh. Okay. I'll give yeah, four minutes. Um, yeah. All right. This one's a t- tough one. Um, mm-hmm. Shall I take this one? Yep, go for it. Okay. So Nick Carter allegedly raped a 17-year-old girl on a Backstreet Boys tour bus in 2001, a new lawsuit claims. So a Backstreet Boy fan, Shannon Root, has filed a complaint against Nick Carter stating that he forced her to give him a blowy and have sex with him on the tour bus after a concert 21 years ago. She also stated that he gave her HPV and is seeking punitive and compensatory damages. This isn't the first time Nick's been accused of sexual assault for the record. He was accused back in 2017 by one of the singers from the girl group Dream, but he maintains that the relationship is consensual. I also want to preface that this girl is also disabled. Yes. Yeah, and I think that that's another layer to this case in and of itself but let's go ahead and start four minutes on the clock so interestingly enough this hit i want to say on friday or thursday or friday it was late in the week last week Mm -hmm. and the backstreet boys were um they were booked to perform and i think it was jingle ball and i believe it might have been disney or abc said that they were going to pull the plug on their performance yet they performed and nobody was bothered. Apparently, everyone was like super chill that Nick was there and nobody had a problem with it. Um, the, like, I feel like given the fact that he's been accused of this in the past, I yeah. wouldn't, sadly, I wouldn't necessarily be shocked if this was true. I think I, I, I'm shocked by like, it's just awful. It's who the fuck does that? Like, you could probably sleep with someone that you didn't have to force into it, Nick Carter, especially but in your also, heyday. Nick Carter is. Gay, right? I don't think he's out gay, but I think there's like rumors that he's gay, but he's he's not out. Oh. Oh. No. <laughs> no, 
<laughs> Wait, I was like, hold on, did I miss something? No, he's definitely not out out, but I think, yeah, yeah, I think that there's like a lot of speculation, right? That he has some um, experimental tendencies. Um, but yeah, like it, it just blows my mind that this guy, apparently she met him in the autograph line and was like, oh, come back to our tour bus. First of all, mm-hmm. who let you go underage onto a tour bus after a concert? This is the, would your mom let yeah. you go if you were 17? Uh, my mom didn't let me go to adult. a concert until I was 17. It was NSF, and I still had a curfew to be back by a certain time. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm assuming that the Shannon, I, I don't know. I'm, again, I don't know all of the details, but my thing is just like, how, how did you end up there by yourself? I don't know. I'm not blaming her. This is not victim blaming for the fucking record for you people who are going to say that. I'm just like yeah. trying to piece together how real the the facts or like the story because that to me is a little bit sus and then you know she said that over the years she struggled with self-harm she struggled with a lot of mental um you know distress clearly right from from being assaulted which is again awful i'm just like why 21 years later um i think the big question for me is you know she I think she has stated or people have found out that Ruth, she goes by Shay, apparently. Um, she's autistic. She's also living with cerebral palsy. And for those who yes. don't know, it's a disorder that impacts movement and coordination. So there's a part of me that feels like, I mean, if I were a mother, right, and I had a child that had this condition, I wouldn't be letting my child go to a concert where potentially they could get harmed or... Mm-hmm. You know, allow them to be, I, I feel like, I mean, this is just my own ignorance that I'm willing to admit to, um, but I've seen people with cerebral palsy and I feel like it's very hard to navigate in a social setting like that, um, mm-hmm. that like, I would assume there would be parental um, supervision. Again, not victim shaming, but I yes, like I, I don't understand I don't the logistics is what I'm trying to say of this. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I just think it's awful. If if this is true, oh my god, it's terrible that he has a precedent now. This is the second allegation that's coming out. I think the first one was back in 2017, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then apparently Shannon, in her complaint, she cited a number of other people that are also oh. claiming that he has assaulted them. I. Yeah, I again, I don't know why you would feel you need to do that. Maybe it's a control thing or a power thing because you know people are fucking nuts. But I really hope it's not true. But if it is, I hope that somebody finds a way to bring bring it to justice. I'm really shocked that Baxter Woods didn't get canceled or cut, and I feel like there hasn't been as many headlines about this. Like. Usually well, this, it's through my scrolling and <laughs> entertainment news that I find these articles out, mm-hmm. but this one was like very singular and I feel like things are starting to trickle out now, but yeah. there isn't much about this, which is once again, I'm like out of all the things in the world, like why is this not being communicated? Out? And the fact that they had a gig this weekend. Yeah, that's crazy. Which is also, you know what I mean? Like the fact that this isn't being more covered and I think it was like a Christmas special. Christmas and sexual assault. I don't think of the two as going together. Goes but together like um, peanut butter yeah. and jelly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Where there's fire, there's smoke. No. Okay. All right. Well, again, you know, we'll, we'll keep an eye on this. But again, I, I, I really want to understand a little bit more of the logistics here so that I can yeah. wrap my head around this situation. Yeah. But I really do hope that's also, not true because, I mean, that's just fucking awful. 
Also, how many years? Because isn't there like a... The statute of limitations. I was thinking that too, and I don't know what it is, but I feel like 21 years. I feel like that's... Because usually it's like 9, 10, 11. I feel like Mm -hmm. that's why I'm like so shocked. It's like 21 years. But maybe laws have changed, especially since the Me Too movement in states. I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, I'm, I'm interested to see how long it is. It might be like 25 years, but that's a really long time. Like, how do you provide evidence and all those things? But okay, we got to move on. We got one final story. I'm excited okay. about it. I don't necessarily think we need five minutes for it. I think we could probably do Definitely it in not. three. It's, just, um, it's a funny one. It's, it's funny. this one. I giggled a little bit. Do you want me to take it or do you want to take it? Go for it. Okay. <laughs> Kathy Hilton apologizes to Mariska Hardigay for applying lip gloss during her PCA speech. So, um, for the context here, during the People's Choice Awards last week, Mariska Hardigay, am I saying that right? Yeah, right? Yeah, I don't know how else you would say. Um, Received the Best TV Drama Star Award. And while she was giving her thank you speech, Kathy Hilton, who actually presented her the award, just casually was applying lip gloss totally overshadowing Mariska's moment. Um, And so Kathy actually came out and she apologized. She said, oh my gosh, I'm never intentionally rude. I'm so sorry, Mariska. I'm a huge fan of yours. I need your address. I DM'd her. Like she's like saying everything. But her excuse is so fucking Kathy Hilton that again, I'm sorry, I just laughed so hard. It was, and I quote, I actually thought I was going to sneeze and you don't want to hear me sneeze. It's the loudest sneeze. Kathy said, I was looking for a tissue. I didn't have a tissue or a hanky because Kathy Hilton uses a hanky, guys. So I got nervous and just put some lipstick on and it was during her speech. So I thought the camera isn't going to be focused on me. And with that, we'll do three minutes on the clock and I just go. You know, I I, I think you know this. I'm a very big fan of The Real House of Beverly Hills. Um and I think Kathy Hilton has brought such an interesting uh, persona to the show. It's also so hilarious to see someone who's been so wealthy for so long be completely useless and like <laughs> have like a lack of awareness around them at times. You know what I mean? Yeah. I feel like Kathy Hilton embodies that in a lot of ways, but she does it in such a way that it's just fucking hilarious. I don't know if mm-hmm. you've seen the video of literally Mariska's going up, she's talking, and literally Kathy Hilton just like, uh, uh, like. Oh. She's yes, comical, comical. I think Kathy Hilton, whether or not you like her, whether or not you are a big Real Housewives fan, I think she is a in in the in the Housewives franchise. She is a fucking national treasure. She Mm -hmm. is so funny, and and to your point, it's literally it's not even it's not intentionally funny, which is why she's funny. Yeah. It's like she really isn't even trying and she's just living her damn life on this own on her own fucking planet. One of my favorite scenes is when she's like, Kyle, Kyle, can you call the woman that like the, the woman and ask her to bring my bag? And Kyle's like, who? And she's like, the, the woman, the lady. And she's like, I, I, who? She's like, the, the lady that works for me. And I, I just, I think she is in the context of all the drama and shit, she's such a breath of fresh air because she is so, yeah. I don't give a fuck because I have there's someone to deal with that fuck for me. And I, I just think, was it rude? Yeah, of course it's rude. I can see her not expecting the camera to be on her. I can see that. But her excuse that she was going to sneeze and she has a really loud sneeze, just that fucking killed me. When I saw that, I was like, Kathy, 
Like she's apologizing so profusely, like falling over herself. Give me your address to send her like a, a handwritten note or something, or probably a, a Baccarat gift. Um, Cause we all know she loves she, a Baccarat. Um, yeah. But the fact that like she then came out with the most just ridiculous excuse in the world is just, yeah, that's Kathy. And I love her for it. I am, I have my issues with Kathy in the sense of like, I think the dynamic her and um, Kyle have is quite toxic where Mm -hmm. Kyle still feels like the loss of her mother and Kathy's kind of filling that gap. Um, But Kathy definitely is manipulative in how she utilizes that attachment. Yes. Um, And I think that Kathy, it can be a little bit disgusting, the levels of wealth that she flaunts but I think that's the case for all of the the housewives to a degree but I think that Kathy though you kind of give her an exception because she just like she's been around money for so long she doesn't know how to be any other way yeah exactly I feel like yeah, I think to, to to your point, I I agree. Right, Kathy is problematic for some reasons, but I think in the context of the Real Housewives, like she brings a lightness to the show that we just mm-hmm. didn't have before, and yeah. and it's like she's just like the do 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 in the background, and yeah. I personally just I enjoy that, and I think it's funny and it's comical. Um, she's also like classy level rich. Like I think like East Coast yeah. old money kind of rich with how she yes. on the show versus that- like the nouveau rich rich that like a lot of these other housewives are. Where it's just like it comes off as cat. Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say. Like, I feel like one of the major differences in in her being so rich that she's so out of touch is she's just not trying. She's literally like, I'm rich as fuck. You all know me. I don't give a shit. I don't have to wear, you know, designer everything. And and, and, and I think in the, what's the, what's the word? Juxtaposition between like her and Dorit, for example, who will wear Gucci from her fucking hair tie to her sock. It just looks so much more, not jarring, but it's so disparate that it's, I think it's just, she comes up, she comes across super like sophisticated and old money. Um, But anyway, again. I thought that shit was funny. Not going to lie. I think it's funny. Hilarious. I don't really watch award shows anymore. Apparently she was pretty offended. Oh, Apparently she was like, oh, this is such an important award and such an important moment for women and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, I get it. But like, here's the thing. It's so harmless. Like it's not when yeah. Kanye came up and was like, hold on, Taylor, I'm going to let you speak. But Beyonce deserved to win this. Like that is harmful. And I feel like this is like stupid. Yeah. Kathy, somebody like give this woman media training, right? But beyond that, I, I, I feel like it was, it was innocent and it gave us all a giggle. Yeah. So on that note, we've gone um, way over. I should have given us a full five, but here we are. It's, I will say one last thing. I know yeah. a lot of you probably expected us to touch on the Harry and Meghan debacle. Oh. Uh, well, we say debacle, but really it's the docuseries. Um, we are actually going to be doing a Wednesday episode said Harry and Meghan docuseries. So keep an eye out for it, um, and we'll see you on Wednesday. See you on Wednesday. So there you have it. Thank you so much for joining us again on The Basic in the Brain. Be sure to join us next week for our next spin on intellectualizing our basic bitch interests. 
Be sure to join us and don't forget to like and subscribe so you never miss an episode. Tweet us at Basic and Brain and follow us at The Basic and the Brain on Instagram. Give us feedback. Tell us what you love, what you don't love. Tell us what topics you'd like for us to cover. And we'll talk to you all later. 